0: (laughs) welcome to the all things reality podcast my name is champagne and i'm joined with my co-host laith and today we are joined with our second guest marie uh laith tell us a little bit about our guest today
1: So, this MTV reality star got her start on the real-world St. Thomas in 2012. She followed up that appearance with her debut on the Challenge's 23rd season, Battle of the Seasons. On her rookie season, our guest won her very first elimination with her teammate Rob and made it all the way to the second-to-last elimination. Following Battle of the Season, she took a six-season hiatus before returning to Season 29, Invasion of the Champions. She would go on to appear on back-to-back seasons from Dirty 30 to Vendettas to her most recent and arguably most notable season, Final Reckoning, where she was partnered with Cara Maria. So, over her time on the challenge, our guest would rack up three daily wins, two elimination wins, and reach one final on Final Reckoning, where she came in fourth place. Welcome, Marie Rhoda, to the All Things Reality TV podcast. Marie,
2: how's it going? It is going. Thank you so much for having me. I'm your second guest. I feel so honored. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Thank you for being on. I I think... Champagne, I think I'm the least famous. Per- I mean, I might be the least famous person here. This guy over, <laughs> this guy over here is like a TikTok star.
1: <laughs> um, she's a bigger deal than me, Marie. She has a TikTok account with like seven hundred thousand followers. I'm like nothing compared to. Oh me.
2: God, so literally, I am the least famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, no,
0: Marie, I don't think you understand. Some- like I. I have watched your real-world St. Thomas days. I have watched all your challenge days, so I am very aware exactly who you are and your reputation. I'm literally so, so excited. I'm so excited. I'm
2: excited to find out my reputation, although I feel like I kind (laughs) of (laughs) know. Cheers to that. Cheers to that.
1: Yes, cheers to that. Oh my gosh, I got water here.
2: I got water, but like <laughs> red solo cups.
1: <laughs> okay. So you got your start on the real world, right? What got you on that show? How did you end up there? And what was that casting experience like for you?
2: So I was kind of floundering in life. Um, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. And it just happened. It happened to be same the St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York City. I'm not Irish, but I go hard for my Irishman. So I was a little bit hammered. Um, and I was walking past a Hooters with one of my best girlfriends and they were having an open call for the real world. And I i was always such a, a huge real world fan and also a challenge fan. So I was like, oh, you know, let's go in. And from there, it, from there, actually, I got denied. I got, I got denied from my, for the season I was trying to go on to. Um, the one I would have been on had I been casted that first time would have been San Diego. Um oh but, yeah but they denied me and then from there the next season I called them up and I was like so how'd that work out with that other blonde you know <laughs> cuz <'Cause> clearly yeah. <laughs> yeah was it so
1: was so you were you were replaced by Ashley then on that season
2: I well yeah, I mean I think it wasn't necessarily replaced but I would assume that you know two white blonde girls going up against each other like <laughs> there's yes. there's only so so yeah. much room for so many so <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: facts. <laughs>
1: facts so you right after because I feel like you guys went on the challenge almost during the airing of your first season is that right
2: yeah so we got home from filming our season which was three weeks in St. Thomas and probably about two weeks later, we get a phone call asking us if we want to go on the challenge. And like, that was always my dream. I was like, the challenge, like, that's the coolest thing ever, you know? But meanwhile, like I had just spent three months in St. Thomas, living on an island, doing nothing but drinking rum. So I had, a, I had gained probably, <laughs> I probably gained about like 50 pounds, truly. Like my mom, when I got off the plane to come home, she was like, what happened to you? Like none of, wow. none of the clothes I packed fit me. So, you know, they asked us if we were ready to go on. And I remember uh, showing up to the airport and our, like you said, our show didn't even air yet. You know, so we're walking in and there's all these people that like, I've I was, I was obviously fangirling um that I've seen forever uh, I drank a bottle of cafe patron to my face and <laughs> I, get nerv- I get nervous you know um and yeah and they so, were probably
0: like who are you
2: no, no literally I, I basically we had a 23 hour flight to Turkey and like I woke up with a nickname so <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> I did. what
1: was the nickname you, you can't reveal that nickname here
2: no I, I can I, I feel oh my god it was it was one of Zach's crazy ants names. I don't I forget what it was. I don't know. But everyone kept calling it me at the entire season because like I literally <laughs> I was basically like drooling on the guy next to me on the plane right there. Like I didn't like the meal that they gave us, so I asked for the chef. Uh. Like I <laughs> I was a lot. <laughs> wow, well, oh I gosh. can't believe that I'm forgetting the name right. If you ask anybody else, they'll definitely remember. But <laughs> no, you're good. Maybe
0: it'll come back to you. But um,
2: yeah. so you basically
0: answered one of our previous questions. We were going to ask, are you a challenge fan? Turns out you are. So going into the season, did you have like a strategy going in or were you just kind of like go with the flow?
2: I, uh, at that time in my life, I was still quite competitive, I feel like. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> um, so, you know, so I went in there, but once we kind of found out what the rules of the game were, and for us, it was obviously teams. Um, that was a little bit harder, but obviously, I mean, going in as any kind of newbie, you kind of would just want to feel out where everyone's kind of landing. And for me coming into there, especially with my team, it, it was clear that there was like, there was vets, there was rookies, and then there was us who, who were nobodies, essentially, you know, like we mm-hmm. didn't necessarily have to align. As long as we kind of kept our mouth shut, so we might be able to kind of coast on other people's wars. Um, but unfortunately my teammates did not fall in line with that. so. <laughs>
0: Well, that kind of goes into our next question. We were talking about, you know, your rookie season. Um, what advice would you give to future rookies going into the challenge?
2: (sighs) My advice in both (laughs) the challenge and in life is that the leader always gets the arrow, right? Like if you're the one that oh, kind of- Oh, advice. If you're standing up and you're the one that's voicing the opinion for everybody else, you're the one that's going to get killed. You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just just kind of keep quiet until you can't keep quiet anymore. That would be my Perfect. advice.
1: On your rookie season, your team was honestly just a bunch of quiet people from what it looked like from as a viewer's perspective. And then you. Like, Rob <laughs> was pretty quiet. Laura was pretty quiet. Who, I don't, who was the fourth team member? I forgot who it was. Trey, but- Trey. Trey, Trey. So all three of them were all pretty quiet people. Like, I mean, I feel like when I watched that for the first time, I'm not a real world fan, so I didn't see you guys' original season, I'm just a challenge fan. Yep. And you're obviously, you were the only one who got called back for seasons after that, but, yeah, like...
2: because totally. I'm nuts. <laughs> so when you say, yeah, because you're yeah.
1: entertaining. So, like... So, like, I feel like we didn't really get to see much from them personality-wise. I feel like we only really heard from you on that season. So, do you feel like you were the the chief who was getting that arrow in that season?
2: Well, so, when I came in there, I immediately had a bond with Frank. I mean, he's still one of my best friends till this day, right? Mm. So, you know, coming in there and having that bond and then really just bonding with all of the rookies because it's always a numbers game, right? Like, you just kind of have to, like, figure out which way you're flowing, especially in our case when you have the ability to, right? Like, some people you just go in and you're kind of, like, that's your that's your mark like if you're a vet you're a vet you're a rookie you're a rookie kind of like this season right but on our season you kind of have the opportunity to do both but it would be silly of a a rookie team to go with the vets because there were so few of them whereas the other Mm -hmm. two people on my team um laura and trey They were very much fans of the challenge as much as I was, but, like, much bigger fans. Like, would, like, listen to Wes all day and be like, yeah, like, that's Uh, what we're going to do. And I'm like, there's about, like, uh, the numbers are not in our favor to go with Wes. Like, that is a crazy, crazy theory. (laughs) So...
0: Why is that so predictable for them to go like listen to West? I just feel like that is the most predictable thing ever.
2: <laughs> it's so predictable. And it's funny because, you know, I I've, I obviously I try to keep up here and there when I can with the seasons, especially because, you know, some of my very good friends are still on it. And it's, it's uh, like even this season this year, I was just like, why didn't like if, if I had been on that season, I would have rallied all of the rookies immediately. Like the second that you know, the second that you know what the layout is, like, of course, like that's, that's the only way to kind of do it and, you know, do it secretly, of course, but like, you know, someone has to kind of band together and I think battle of the seasons and the season that you're currently watching are are very similar in that sense where the numbers were essentially equal, but on our season, Mm -hmm. you know, we kind of band together. So
1: that's why I feel like a season like World of the Worlds was really entertaining because it was equal and they had to they couldn't go after the rookies because everybody almost every single person was a vet. Like that was paired with a rookie. So like that's why that season was so entertaining. I feel like that's why but this season honestly it's lacking it. Like Battle of the seasons, it was the opposite. It was a rookie takeover. It was all rookies dominating that season. Yeah. But this season it's like so lame. Like I mean maybe for you Marie as a as a friend of the vets, (laughs) it's different, but as a viewer on board i want to see some rookies do well
2: well I, I mean you have a bunch of international players that from from what i gathered yeah. didn't really watch the show before you know so yeah. it's really easy for them to kind of be manipulated into whatever this kind of like vet process thing is going on but come on i mean mtv knew what they were doing when they were setting up the show obviously right like the way that they keep getting people to come back year after year is that the more shows you do, the more money you get. Right. Yeah. So why am Mm -hmm. I going to pay someone like CT almost maybe a hundred K to show up and this other like, you know, newbie a thousand dollars and then have CT go home first. Right. The rules make it very (laughs) easy for these vets to get it very far away.
0: So every season has, you know, a theme. And I'm always so curious, do you guys truly not know what the theme is coming into it? Just like your rookie season, you saw three other people that you were on the real world with. Like, did you have any assumption or did you truly not know what the theme was?
2: You would think on like my first season, it would have been more obvious to me that like, oh, this must be teams. But I guess it was (laughs) because it was my first season. It wasn't as much. But I mean, obviously, when you when you start hearing the names, listen, everybody talks, that's also a problem with the show is because a lot of Mm -hmm. people will come on there with, you know, these pre alliances and all this other stuff that you always hear about, you know, but um, for me, my very first time, you know, naive, so I didn't necessarily know that. But moving forward, (laughs) we always try to figure it out. But i mean you never really could the only thing i feel like would be very very obvious moving forward be, would be some sort of like X's thing you know if, if it's like oh they're doing this or like whatever right yeah right
1: you've been in a total of seven eliminations over the course of your challenge career when you get called down into an elimination what's going through your head do you have time to warm up like what with the tv magic what do they edit out that we don't see in between getting called out and when you actually do the elimination
2: Well, for the majority of the time, I would say 99.9% of the time, whoever's going into elimination knows they're going into elimination, you know? So like you're either all fired up or you're defeated, you know, unfortunately for myself, I think that, you know, in the past after, you know, well, actually it started battle seasons. I would say, you know, I won my first elimination going into the second one. I had fought the entire house and to go into an elimination, knowing that you're going back to a house that like completely despises you it is not like the most motivating thing in the world so just, Yeah. for lack of a better word. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of it. You're doing, you're freaking me out. Sorry, my sister just <laughs> brought her dog into the house.
1: So we really haven't seen you on our TV in a while. Um, like last time we saw you was on final reckoning. You were on X on the beach in between then and now um, and you were rumored to be on the recent season of Challenge All-Stars 2 that's currently filming. Were you actually in the running for that or was that just like a fake rumor?
2: I was 100% in the running. Ooh. It was about four days before. Yeah, it was about four days. I forget that you guys all don't like listen to each other's podcast. So I guess I, I have to. <laughs> I have a lot to clear up right now. Um, so it was about four days before I was supposed to leave. I was getting a facial <laughs> you know, I'm trying to beautify myself for the Gotta TV, TV. <laughs> and I get a call saying that they dropped me. And I, w- I was so confused. Cause I was like, what do you mean you dropped me? Like I've never been dropped. Before yeah. You know, like if I get the call typically like I'm on, you know, I feel confident in going. Um, and they said, I didn't pass my background check. And I was like, what? Because uh, listen, I-, I know that people can say whatever they want to say, but me as someone who I believe I have been brought up to be accepting and you know, I never kind of crossed the lines in terms of like saying things, especially on, on social media, you know, which I think is, is crazy. I was like, how the hell could you, like, what did I do? Yeah, did they you tell know? you what it was? Um, so, you I, right? so, so of course I'm a salesperson at heart. So I, you know, I scrambled <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, what was the reason so I can back it up. So I had asked them to send me my background check, um, and in this, I was flagged for literally everything and anything. When I tell you I was flagged for pictures with red cups. I was flagged for putting up a meme that said Lindsay Lohan brought Ebola to America, like flagged oh for God. literally everything. But to be fair to them, um, about a year ago um, in July of 2021, I ended up getting really, really sick. Um, I found out that I had something called hyperparathyroidism. I only found this out after I ended up in the hospital. And what hyperparathyroidism is, is essentially it's a tumor on your thyroid. So it, it pumps out excessive calcium and it makes you, I mean, it, like in any other world, you know, calcium is good for you, except if it's excessive. So this was breaking down my bones, breaking down my mind. And I, it all makes sense when you look back because i never understood how i can go from my first season of being like this little like you know <laughs> and then to being around girls half my size and having them beat me in something physical you know mm-hmm. so when right before that happened though i told them to go fuck themselves oh. so um they could probably be mad about <laughs> that Ooh.
1: No, so that's that I could probably be mad
2: about that. That is
1: insane. I had no but, idea um, you went I mean, through that. I'm sorry. I'm so glad that you're you're, yeah. you're. you're looking way healthier now than you did yeah. you on your previous challenges seasons. Yeah. You're looking great. You're. Killing thank, it.
2: thank you. There's so many. There's so many people who are like, "Oh my god, it's so much plastic surgery." And I'm like, "No, bitches, it's fucking health." Apparently, I was dying. Like, um, uh, <laughs> for like the majority of my life, I, I've I've lived with this condition, and I had no idea. And I always say now, by the way, PSA to everyone out there, if you think, you know, you're going a little bit crazy or something feels off or someone's being a total bitch, tell them to go get their blood checked because the symptoms of this thing was like (laughs) moody, lethargic, you know, like lack of attention. I thought, I thought I was just being me, yeah, but it turns out I was actually unwell. So yeah. So after that, um, you know, I had obviously reached out to MTV and I was like, listen, like, this is what the scenario was. I'm more than happy to go on TV and let them know that I was fucking crazy because I was fucking crazy at the time. Like, you know, I think the tweet exactly said like MTV gave me PTSD and depression. No, it's not MTV that gave me PTSD and depression. It was my actual illness. But like Mm -hmm. what's said is done. Listen, kids out there, do not put anything in writing, like keep your shit To yourself, if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. It goes so far.
0: Oh my gosh! Well, I'm glad like you're fully healed and you're looking good. But does that mean that you won't? Does that mean that we won't? (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say, does that mean we won't see Marie on our TV screen
2: anymore? Well, so, like, I probably, <laughs> so, like, I basically, um, you know, I went to bat for myself. I even had the psychologist call up, you know, Buda Murray and give them, you know, the check because he had, the guy that had did, done the psych test for me for Challenge All-Stars was the same guy that did my first real world. So, like, when he called me up, it was kind of like we were just catching up and, like, whatever, mm-hmm. so he knows that I'm normal, you know, and I was like, you can just <laughs> tell them? So he goes and he tells them and, you know, they're just kind of like, all right, well, it's kind of late. Like next time, we'll give you a call next time. And then, of course, I made a video or TikTok around the fact that I got denied. I just I love burning bridges. It's in my blood, unfortunately, (laughs) for myself. Uh so MTV if you're listening I'm sorry but I'm not that sorry but I'm also like sorry yeah
1: <laughs> and that's so disappointing as a fan because I want to see Marie at her oh, full yeah. potential I've always been a fan of yours and literally you maybe you don't have the best elimination record but you could have killed it on an all-stars with those old people especially you would have whooped them for sure
2: <laughs> you know what that's it it's funny because that's really how I feel. It's like, you know, I have done what is it? Like 7 or 8 seasons all together of all these different shows and the last show I left on X on the beach was uh not really my best showing, you know.
0: <laughs> so like with Devin. <laughs> for me more
2: than for me more than anything, it's kind of like I would I would love one last shot to like show people like who I am, you know, what I can do when I when when you're well, you know, like people don't understand like there's so much shit that goes into being healthy yeah that you you don't even have any idea about so we'll see okay wow mtv call me yeah (laughs) please (laughs) please,
1: mtv i want to see marie back on my tv screen literally (laughs) i think we would
2: all
0: we could all like sign a paper for it
1: yeah we'll We'll start start a petition petition.
0: literally
2: (laughs) she didn't need an mtv
1: (laughs) you know how she is it's it's come on come on let her back on so so moving a
2: good heart. So moving back
1: <laughs> into when you were on the challenge, right? So you made it to the final and final reckoning, right? When you were in that cave, you were in the, at the end of that final, you were in the cave when the infamous moment where Ashley stole the money from Hunter, right? Yeah. What was it like to be in that room, to be standing two like arms distance away from this woman that just stole half a million dollars from a guy who just fought for it as well?
2: So, I mean, listen, you have, to, you have to know that going into all of these situations, we're all kind of aware of what's going on, you know? And I think Ashley confided in me more so than anybody else because her and I were, were still very much close, you know? And, like, I knew if she got the opportunity to steal the money that she was going to take it. So, like, you know, when TJ asked, like – Ashley what is she gonna do everyone's like looking around shocked and I'm just like waiting like this is gonna be unreal right now like you know <laughs> but it's funny because like listen I-, I supported her it's so funny that you know Johnny Bananas could like get this great reputation and become this king yeah. of like all of kings for doing this but like she can't do the same thing especially after he said all this shit about her like listen yeah. like we're friends on the challenge wow. but like nobody's five hundred. Thousand dollars for the friends.
0: Oh, for sure. <laughs> exactly, and that was so well deserved for Ashley to take that money. So well justified.
1: We did an episode last week about Johnny Manas taking the money from Sarah, and we talked about how, when he, in our opinion, as I'm a new viewer, I just started watching the challenge like the last two years, in binge watching. Like, I think he's a total jerk for taking it. I don't understand how anyone could support that. But Ashley, they have evidence. Like, they have receipts showing exactly why, given she probably would have done it regardless. I probably would have done it, even if there wasn't a reason. But she still had a valid reason. She had a list of reasons. He was saying horrible things about her and her family. So I, I support her. I thought it was a great decision, and it was great TV.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, it was funny, after we stopped filming, you know, obviously everyone had their feelings and like, you know, yep. everyone was mad at each other, except for me. I was like, whatever, like, let's go, you know, like, <laughs> I, I, I went into that final knowing damn well that me and Karo were not coming in first place, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like if, and if, if you're not first, you're last, so what the fuck do I care, you know? Um, but with... <laughs> But with Ashley, like after everything was said and done, um, we were out in South Africa, and everybody else band together and like went out and hung out. And I just, I just hang to Ashley. I was like, "You got the bill, like, you know,
1: like yeah, yeah." You're the smart one. You got You're the only money. Smart one in that.
2: This on you, Ash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love her.
1: On, like, a day-to-day of the challenge, right? Like, what's your schedule like? Like, you guys, like, have daily challenge one day, nominations one day, elimination that night. Like, what's what's the vibe for you?
2: Uh, so, usually, uh, I mean, I can't even remember exactly, but usually it'll be, like, so you have a challenge, which you're usually waking up. There's never, like, a night challenge. So, you're out of the house by, like, 7, 8 a.m. You do the challenge. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, the next wow. day you get home, you know, you'll do the nominations, like, midday. That night, you go go out, and then the next day is elimination. So it's always like boom, 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 boom.
0: Oh, so there's never like an off day, really. It's daily challenge and then elimination.
2: Usually, yes. Usually there's an off day, though, right after, say, like the elimination. But usually it's like one, two, three, off day, so they can catch up on everyone's interviews, and then you go again.
1: Do you ever feel like you're like misrepresented on a show? Because obviously everyone talks about the edit of a TV show, and we're not going to see all 72 hours that goes into an episode so like do you ever feel like you were misrepresented or there was a time where they like portrayed you as someone that you're not or something that you did not
2: do there are so many times um, and I often feel misrepresented because I I think um, you know while I'm not necessarily you know coming in first place every challenge right there's a lot of people that don't come in first place every challenge like that's kind of the norm Mm -hmm. by the way (laughs) you know what I'm saying but Whatever you're giving your interviews, it's really easy for them to manipulate. Like someone like myself, you know, who previously has been very, let's say, self-deprecating, you know, where I'll make a joke about something. You're honest.
1: You you say how you feel. Yeah. I'm
2: like, what am I going to do? Like I lost, like I can't, you know, but like, I'm also not going to go in there and be like, I'm going to smash heads today. Like, no, I've been chain smoking cigarettes for the last 24 (laughs) hours. Like definitely not, you know? But, you know, that is something that like I took away that moving forward, you know, if I was to go back and for anyone that's listening that is going on, you know, you really do control your narrative in in that sense. You know, like my first season I came on, I was aggressive. I was I was firm, you know, and and from there it kind of fell off. I like to blame, you know, the illness thing for it. But at the same time, they can only give what you get. Um, Often there's a lot of times that I'll do stuff like, Behind the scenes that cuts off, there was a time where I went against Tori in Illumination, where don't get me wrong, Tori beat me. Okay. <laughs> uh she definitely beat me. And it, it it was like a wrestling match. Um, but she Yeah, it was like the
1: one where you like, have to like take like the patches off the yes, people, right? Yes, yeah,
2: yes, yes. But she didn't beat me by a lot. And like as myself and anybody else looking in, you would be like, All right, this is gonna be like a game over kind of thing. But I put up a fucking fight. You know, she she put she beat me maybe like by a flag or or maybe two or something. But like I was so proud of yeah. that moment because I was like, I'm gonna look like a badass, <laughs> like even if like whatever. And like so I'm like gathering my friends and family around, you know, like come check this out. As you, like, should. As you should. And like it was like one, two, three. Yeah, but they didn't show oh. it. <laughs> it was like a total wash, like, you know, and then what else? No. And then there was a time where it, I think it was vendetta's after I was on the team with Tony and Zach when you know, Tony had his big, you know, mayo moment. Um, we were the team. In the, oh, the eating yeah, challenge. We yeah. were in the team in charge. And every time you had won a challenge, they would let the challenge winners essentially make the mm-hmm. teams. Right. So we won the challenge. I made the teams and I made it so that basically anyone I wanted to win was on the winning team. And anyone I wanted to lose was on the losing team. It was a guy's elimination. So it was like me, Cam, Kaylee, Brad, and Nelson on a team when it was a underwater swimming thing, you know? So like I knew that, like <laughs> yeah. the chances of us doing well, not great. And then to put myself on it because it's a male elimination even better, cause I'm going to throw it, you know but like none of that is ever played. Um, I, I was I was definitely happier with the edit that I got a final reckoning uh, because I feel like it, it just showed more of who I am. Like I'm not really like, I'm not a super serious person. I'm not a bitch. You know, like, like I'm very level-headed for the most part. But there's been, I mean, so many seasons prior to that where, like, even when I'm looking on, I'm like, ugh. Like, Mm -hmm. relax, you know? But, I mean, what are you going to do? I feel like the beauty
0: of the challenge is – you come back season after season. And like, that's so different from Survivor, from Big Brother. But what I wanna know is, you know, during the off season, you make friends, uh, great friends, enemies. So how do you separate personal from game and do personal relationships affect gameplay?
2: I mean, always, right? Like, I mean, if, if you're a human being and you have a personal relationship, always, you know, there are some people that I can go into a challenge with. And because of my relationship, Outside the show, I can't do them Mm -hmm. wrong, you know, until I until I'm forced to. And then even when you're forced to, it just it always feels Mm -hmm. wrong. You know, and and it's weird because even these people that you watch today where it's like Thessy and Joss and all this stuff, when when they keep doing the show, eventually it becomes kind of redundant, right? Where you're just like, Oh, you know, seen it before. This is just kind of the name Mm -hmm. of the game. Yeah. Which I think that like production might need to be like aware of because like when it's all kind of like fake wishy-washy shit, like, I don't know. That's why I think that like, I don't know. So, some of the beef is always real, but at the end of the day, what brings all of us together is the fact that we're all in this crazy, crazy process. So Exactly.
1: So who would you say like now even 3 years 2 3 years since your last appearance on the challenge are you still in contact with who are your closest friends would you say that you still consider your closest friends or family
2: um people that i still talk to every single day i would say Kayla, Shane, Jemmy, Nani uh those are still some of my best friends. I wish that me and Nani could have gotten another chance to be on a show together after <laughs> our first appearance.
1: You're rubbing her face that <laughs> that you beat her in elimination.
2: Yeah. No, never, never, because she beat me in life. <laughs> 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 what is Nani on her like 18 show? Like nah. but uh, <laughs> that's my girl. Um, you know, I, I still, te- I oh Cam, I love you know. I mean, there's there's a bunch of people that I I, I still very much have friends with. For the most part, I have friends with. Friendships with everybody and I, uh, yeah, it's just, it's so fun. It's so fun. Like I wish, I wish people could understand how much fun mm-hmm. it is. It's like you get a phone call to go on. It's like some like it random adventure. You show up to the airport. They take yeah. your phone away from you. It's like being kidnapped <laughs> to like the best camp ever, you know, minus like all of the like really crazy, exactly. like uh, terrifying mm-hmm. stunts. But yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the good outweighs the bad in that case. Yes, for, for sure. Yeah. So in the opposite of that, I know one of your favorite lines is to call people corny. So in the opposite of who your best friends are, who would you say is the corniest challenger that you've experienced? Oh,
2: guys. (laughs) This is hard for me to say, uh, the corniest. I would say, to date, I was a huge fan of Wes going on to my first challenge. Huge fan. Uh, and then I remember we got into some kind of spiff on our first challenge, and then ever since we've had it, like these minor spiffs. So I would say that West is fucking corny. uh, pe- <laughs> You know, and anyone that just seems like they're trying too hard—I don't know if it's just me or if it's like you know the fans are seeing it too. But like when you're watching something, I felt like
0: that was a very predictable answer.
2: Yeah, was it? Does that make me corny? Yeah, I felt like, like that's the, for- yeah, I- like that's it. You know, that's corny. No, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> No, nah, you're being honest. <laughs>
1: corny, they're trying too hard. No, I feel like I feel like a lot of people mostly say, a lot of people recently have been, I've heard on a lot of podcasts, i listen to people say, Tori's really corny. I know you've only really had one or two seasons with her.
2: <sighs> yeah, so like, uh, in, in everyday life, I would always call Tori corny, honestly. If we're being fully honest, I would always say she's corny because <laughs> I, I feel like she's always kind of put out this energy of like, life is great, like, have so much fun, like, appreciate people. And it's like, no one could ever be that on. But honestly, as of late, um, when I've seen her, when I've seen her, beginning a lot of you know the hate and the backlash that she's been getting, and you know just just seeing and and understanding because I've been there too, you know what it feels like to get that hate. It reminds me that she's a human, you know, and so it's yeah. So it's hard. Like I'll say West is corny all day, every day, because that kid is a fucking annoying piece of shit. But <laughs> but Tori, with Tori, I, I just feel like you know like she knows what works listen the girl's got what almost five hundred thousand followers i have 125 who the fuck am i to say she's corny or not you know like <laughs> you know like do you get money um i'm hoping Facts. that like as as everything proceeds that like she's more open to fucking hating you know because at the end of the day we're all a little bit of haters you know you can't yeah. love everything I
1: love people who can embrace being a villain. Like, I feel like sometimes you embrace being a villain ah. on TV. Like, like I feel like if she embraced being a villain, like, she would get so much less hate. I, this isn't about Tori. I don't know. I just mentioned her. People say she's corny. But I'm just saying in general, I feel like when people are trying to be fake about, like, their, like, moves yeah. or whatever, obviously I just watch it on TV. I'm not seeing what's actually going on. But, like, it's clear, like, she's not always, like, the most heroic person that she tries to portray herself as. I feel yeah. like if she was, like... Like I'm ready to like to like beat these these bitches up. Like if she came in there, like she was like like embracing her cocky attitude. I'd be cheering for her. I love a villain. I love a good villain,
2: right. We love a bad bitch, you know, like, go in athlete. there. Own, own your shit. You know, like I was like saying all this stuff that like Amanda was coming at her. And I also love Amanda because Amanda's like a fierce as fuck. But like Tori, mm-hmm. like, shut the bitch up for once. You know, like <laughs> if she's tweeting at you, like you got shit to say back, you know, like the niceness and whatever. Like Tori, you can't twerk like that and and, and be like a sweet girl. You know what I'm saying? Like you got some bad bitch in you let a bitch know and own it. But I, I think that we're slowly progressing towards that way with her. And, and I hope that, you know, she knows that like, she's awesome. Again, like it all goes back to me feeling a certain way because there were so many times that I felt so bothered and, you know, affected by all of the backlash that you get from fans because you don't, like everyone is human. Everyone mm-hmm. forgets that so yeah. easily, you know? If somebody calls you fat or if someone says you're ugly or something or, or hits on that one insecurity that you might have and, and yeah. think yourself, like it, it would really ruin your day. So, like in that sense, you know, I hope that she kind of. I mean, uh, it seems like she's kind of coming over, but but come on, Tori, come back, own the villain shit, like you mm-hmm. said. And do it. I mean, Camilla was a fucking icon for how long before she went fucking nuts? You know, like, <laughs> right? That's, right. A, that's a villain. Just just do it a little bit, a lot of bit better. A little, less, <laughs> right, <yeah>. right, <laughs> a little. <laughs> little.
0: <laughs> no, but I feel like a lot of people love you, Marie. Like even if you don't believe so, you are just so honest and you're so real, and that is so heavily portrayed. Like you're you're just so real, and I feel like people really respect you're relatable, that. You know, like, I don't.
1: Thing.
0: Yes, very relatable. Mm.
1: Like, I can relate to you. Like, that's why I loved you so much.
2: Oh, guys, I love you too. So, like, that's my thing. Like, listen, like, whenever anyone, like, comes up to me or anyone that says anything, like, you guys have to understand that for me, like, I am so, like, I don't I don't think I'm famous. It freaks me the fuck out. I, obviously, I'm not, like, famous. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, even when I'm out without my friends and stuff like that, if someone comes up to me and, like, they like me. Like, of of course I like them back because like there's something so relatable in that. And like, I just, I appreciate it more than anybody else knows. And like, I always say, you know, if I could be anyone in the world, you know, like uh, why would I be myself? You know, I can't, (laughs) I can't be anything but me. And I think that at the end of the day, you know, like that always comes, like even you, you know, you both of, you know, you know, there's something Mm -hmm. about you that just reads. And like, there's something about that, truly in reality TV, you know, like, I, I think that like, um, big T, I think that when she gets on that screen, like, I think, you know, you know, that she's giving you her, it's not manipulated. It is just genuine. And she glows, you know, I feel yep. the same way about Esther, the new kid, mm-hmm. Corey. I think that girl, the new one, Michelle is awesome. Like they're fun people to watch because you know, that whatever you're getting is a hundred percent. yeah Yeah. where all this other shit is like oh like how many times do you fucking practice that line you know
1: exactly Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like that's why it's so boring watching all these rookies these they're so authentic all go out first while we have these experienced challengers who like know what to say or know what gets on tv and that's why i feel like it gets a little bit stale in my opinion
2: yeah well they keep casting Devin, so (laughs) just oh my gosh um so
0: i put on my tiktok because i was so excited to have you on and so i just put out kind of like a questionnaire like what do the fans want to know and by the way the fans were so excited so excited to have marie on so i hope you know that um but uh the first Seriously. question is what was your favorite season you were a part of and what season did you wish you were a part of
2: Okay. Um the favorite favorite season I was a part of, it, it had to be either my first season or final reckoning. Either or. Uh, they're very different, but you know, they're both instrumental in, in two different ways. Um the season I wish I was on, I wish I was on free agents, uh oh, which Leia yeah. was on that season, who's my that's my girl for life. Um uh, I think that we mm-hmm. would have had a different it's funny because like I I did my first show and then you know I I get home from my show I'm halfway through my season airing I'm getting all this hate from like trolls and stuff and I was just like I don't know if this is like who I who I can be you know and like waiting on these next shows and these calls so you know a lot of people listen when you live a life that every you know three months or so you're leaving to film it's hard to get a a real job you know what I'm saying like yep. it's really hard and for me after all the backlash I had I was like I need to prove to if nobody else at least myself and my resume that I'm just I'm not just a reality tv star I'm a motherfucking star bitches like let's go yes you know? as, yes you so, yeah so I had I had denied many seasons after my Ooh. my first season I think no. it was a uh, probably about four, oh, oh, no, actually probably about six years before I came back, which was, uh, invasion, mm-hmm. not my finest hour, but again, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's, it, it was something that, you know, I got my resume together and, you know, my life that way when it, if, and when I did come back, you know, you have something to fall back on. And that was kind of, you know, where I was. So
1: no, and that's totally smart. And so, so that means that those six seasons we didn't see you for was by choice that you were getting calls and
2: you. Come you on, vicious, of course. Of course, they I don't know. Right, so I had to ask. Come they on, ask. I'm <laughs> on my first season. They call me for every single one. Um, oh I, my I deny gosh, them. They want you
0: back, Marie. Um, we want you back.
2: The one season I did accept, I accepted doing Bloodlines with my youngest sister,
0: Ooh. and.
2: Two weeks before we were going on, I backed out because I got cold feet. She'll never let me live it down because it was, like, such perfect timing. And and she is, like, an athlete athlete. Like, we would have fucking smoked people. I'd be pissed
1: if my older brother dropped from the opportunity to be
2: on the challenge. Are you kidding me? I don't blame her. I know. I know she's so famous about it especially yeah. like when she watched the season she was like are you kidding me like my sister's like twice my size like a fucking gazelle <laughs> it's like, Sorry. I just I just like I know who I am as a person right like I get more upset when people come at people that I love than when they come at me it's, it's just who I am like you could say whatever you mm-hmm. want to me and I'm like all right like whatever but when you ups- when you upset someone I love that's a different story so I was picturing i know, the same way going on Yeah, going on with my younger sister who's definitely not as thick-skinned as I am and knowing she was going to go through all this shit and then knowing that, like, people might say shit about her in interviews, like, do you want me to kill somebody on national television coming from my baby sister? Like, come on. So, whatever. Regrets, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Another
1: listener question. You already said you're watching this current season. Who are you most rooting for to win?
2: Esther. Oh,
1: that's a good pick okay not even Ashley, you're friend. you're you're good are you are you still friends with Ashley by the way I didn't we didn't ask that you said you were good of friends course for the I, I'm still
2: friends with all of them the, the thing is is that like at the end of the day guys let's be honest is a rookie gonna win this probably not, probably not. right like <laughs> every, not. everything <laughs> everything is put against them but I think Esther has been so just like she has been class she has been you know like fucking fire and everything and at the end of the day like people want to see an armored dog win yeah. so mm-hmm, that is 100%. who I'm rooting for I hope that she goes far I hope that they bring her back mm-hmm. um because she deserves it so
0: so if you were to go on again who would be your dream partner girl and guy
2: uh my dream partner girl would be Cam
0: Ooh, pick. Um, I, love that. I have I love seen, that pick.
2: listen, camp, when I watched Cam with um, Kaylee and everything that did, she did, she was just the ultimate support. She never lost her cool. She always like, you know, cheered them on. She was honestly like, she's just brilliant in so many ways. She's great at puzzles and she's great at making people feel bigger than they are. So 100% Cam, um, you know, she hasn't won a challenge, but she fucking should. Um, and I think
1: she will at one point, for she sure. She will. I think so she will. I'm, I'm hoping,
2: I, yeah, I'm hoping, <laughs> right? Let's, let's go, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then guys, guys are hard. Um, who would be my ideal guy? I mean, of course you want to say CT, because like CT is CT, and he's like the puzzle mm-hmm. master and done everything, but I feel like that's a fucking boring answer. Uh, hmm. yeah I guess I'll just go with T because guys are boring okay
1: <laughs> makes sense I mean it's that's a, that's a solid answer no one can hold you yeah. against he would COVID hate me
2: he, he would you. hate every second of it but yeah. be like Veronica
1: he... 2.0 for him he'd have flashbacks to no he'd definitely Monica. laugh
2: he'd definitely laugh <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right Marie well that wraps up all of our listener questions um, do you have anything else you want to talk about while you're on our podcast today?
2: Uh, Yeah. So I think that a a lot of people coined me to be Republican, which I want to clarify this because I think it's something that is always thing. So I went to school for political science. I studied at SUNY Albany. And then after that, I interned on Capitol Hill. And what I realized when I was on Capitol Hill, that these either these people were either too serious or too poor, right? Like, like pick a struggle. Okay, (laughs) so then from there. I I worked in New York City for unions. I actually campaigned for Barack Obama. You know, like I'm I find myself very, very much the middle. And I think it's very, very important right now for the world and any listeners out there to realize that we have to start coming together. Right. Like we have to start finding a middle ground. We have to start appreciating each other, loving each other, finding a common ground before it's it's too late. And it's something I'm really passionate about. And I, like, I know this is like weird and like I hope it don't throw you guys off so much. No, whatever, no, no, no. you want to get
1: political. No, it's, uh, what you're saying just, is facts. Uh,
2: but I just want to make that clear because I've been seeing a lot of stuff. That was very well-spoken. <laughs> that is it, I just, no, <laughs> just want, I just wanted you. to clarify that because it's something <laughs> that's really bothered me. all
1: right empowering way to end this episode wait Um, sorry i thought i thought of one more
0: question on the fly i just i had to put it out there and we can edit this out if you want but like how was the food situation i'm always so curious like do they give you unlimited everything or i don't know what's the food situation who's the messiest uh who's the messiest who's you know what i mean
2: so the food situation is, is that like, they'll, they'll just get like a random caterer to come in and, you know, give everybody, I mean, food to, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but for the most part, I mean, lots of people there are are pretty specific with their diets, meat, not so much. Um, so like, you'll get very bland food. I've heard that it has gotten better in the recent years. I can't tell you that, but like that all just goes back to going insane, right? You're in this, you're in this crazy process where you don't, you don't have TV, you don't have internet, you you can't tell talk to your loved ones, you know, like you're being filmed twenty four seven, and then on top of that, to be getting the same meal every day, like you want, you want someone to lose their shit, like yep. that's the way to do it. So sorry, I was just
0: so curious. I was, yeah. you know what I mean. If I ever go on the show, which I probably, <laughs> I want to,
2: but. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> yes. I'll put you on. Tell me who to Yeah. Tell You got to get you guys it. on if like a big any... brother or something. Oh, no. First. I want to go. I know.
1: If they have any, if you know, Murray has any like locally casting ones, if they have any lower ones, if they have any newbie ones, hit us up. They hit us up. Bye, <laughs> And then we can go into the challenge later.
2: Listen, I, I know people everywhere. Circle, wherever <gasps> you want. I love the like, circle. You just, are you, Oh my God. Are you just really? gotta get out watching
0: there. season three?
2: I think I watched season three already. That's that the, the new one no, It just, it just came, it out. came out. with
0: four episodes. It's really, really good so far. I gotta
2: watch it. I, I, so I also was almost in the running <gasps> for the circle. Shut up! What? Shut up! Yeah. Shut up! Yeah, yeah. yeah. You would have been but so ta- funny on that show. I would have been. The ba- I was like, I'm, a, I'm in my element when I'm not talking to anybody else. Like, Wait, just what season be being was by it? myself. <laughs> what season was it? It would have been the one coming up. But oh no! It, it one would have been one of the ones coming up. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had sent in my video, and the girl had told me she was like, Listen, um, you know, they decided they don't want to cast anyone that's been on TV before, so mm. I was like, Whatever. Um, and that was yeah, that sense. was that had to be about seven months ago. Um, and then she reached out to me probably about two months ago, being like, Oh, they might change your mind, like if they give you a call, like let me know. And I was like, Just, just let me go. I was like, Literally, I was like, I don't even need to be like. Uh, like I was like, just put me into the interview process. Like that's that's all I want. You know, mm-hmm. like I am at my best when I am reacting to shit. <laughs> like yep. please. Exactly. But whatever. So life is life. But listen, you two, I got connect. So let oh me know. Oh my god! Go. <laughs> all
1: right. Well we can take this off the air and talk about our, your connection. <laughs>
2: For <time>. sure.
1: <laughs> all right. So Marie, before we hop off, um let our listeners know where you can they can find you on social media.
2: On Instagram, my name is Marie. It's M A Don't ask me why the fuck that is my name. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure it was Marie at MTV at some point, and then someone stole it when I deleted all my shit to Ooh. be like a corporate person. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I deleted Twitter. I don't have Twitter anymore um i in fact i tried to sign on to twitter recently and like they don't even know my script my name anymore oh. so that is done oh, wow. uh, twitter thank you for the verification but it's been real <laughs> like i said don't put anything in writing folks <laughs>
1: All right. Noted. Noted. (laughs) All right. Well, that was a great combo. That wraps up our interview with Marie. Thanks so much for joining us. We had a great time talking with you today.
2: Thank you, guys. I hope I didn't get too fucking weird at you in the end. Oh, my God. Shut up. No, No, never. You're fine. (laughs) And we have a lot of
0: content coming your way, so make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. If you like what we've made so far, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast with your feedback. We love hearing from you guys.
1: You guys can find me on TikTok at lollaith and champagne at all things reality. If you have any requests, comments, concerns, questions for future guests, shoot us an email at allthingsrealitypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week with another episode.